Hey, everybody. Welcome to We're Not the Same. I'm Katie. And I'm Brian. And today we are talking about homeschool. We are first-generation homeschoolers, and mm -hmm. we are just at the very beginning of this journey. So by no means true experts in this subject, but want to share what we know so far, our experience so far, and answer all your questions about homeschooling. Let's dive in. Right. So today we are talking about homeschool. I asked you guys if you had any questions on Instagram. So it's kind of going to be like a Q&A format. Um, but I also tried to order the questions a little bit. So it's more of just a natural conversation for us. We're just super excited about this topic and definitely something that we are not the same. I can't imagine. We could not imagine ourselves doing homeschool like several years ago. So We've come a long way. I mean, it wasn't something that was ever just like completely, you know, it wasn't like something we just never talked about. Yeah, that's true. But it was, I don't know. We just never, it was never like, that's what we're doing. Yeah, it was never what, like we, yeah, we never like had decided that we would do that prior to the last few years. But I'm just saying we weren't like these anti-homeschoolers and then yeah. turned into now we are homeschooling, like. Absolutely. It was like a 90 degree turn, not the full 180, like some other things. Very true. <laughs> but we had a lot of these same questions too. So we're super excited to be talking about them all and going through it. What I was thinking of when thinking of this episode idea was like the fact that we're first generation homeschoolers. I feel like, well, now there's going to be probably an increase in first generation homeschoolers. But thank God from all the people that I follow and like have been integral in me learning a lot about homeschooling are people who come from homeschool families. You know, they were homeschooled, possibly even their parents were homeschooled. Like it's just, a, you know, it's, it's all they've known. So in that sense, I feel like it's easier of course, because you have perspective. Yeah, you versus know what, like, what it's like. We literally have no idea what we're doing. We have no one in our lives that we know closely that homeschools, like prior to getting to know some people, but like nobody that we're super close with in our family or anything, like no one to turn to. I hope I'm not like forgetting about someone that's going to be offended watching this. But <laughs> I, so, <laughs> if if I'm forgetting about you, like reach out. I'll hit you up with some questions. But <laughs> yeah, and thank goodness for the new community. The community we've gathered around us now yeah. is certainly helping a lot. But um, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. First generation. I like that. Yep. And that's kind of with a lot of the changes that we've made. It's sometimes hard. You kind of get, you know. <laughs> like vacillate between emotions but sometimes I kind of get down of like oh like I wish we would have been raised this way or you know wish we would have known sooner certain things and all that and it's like the past is in the past you know we're we were raised the way we were for a reason got us here like it's all part of the journey and now we're kind of laying a new that's the most exciting part and the that like generational mindset that you hear people talk about that really is something I try to focus on of like it's not just our kids it's their kids and their kids kids and you know like who knows what the future holds that's what is like makes it exciting who knows what the future holds 
because our kids will be able to say that they were homeschooled. And so then they possibly will choose to homeschool their children. And, you know, yeah. it goes from there. Super exciting. So where do we start? What good questions do we have? Okay. So the first question is, why did you decide to homeschool? Well, I decided, <laughs> well, I think there was a lot of reasons for us. And like, I mean, feel free to jump in on your, your own things, but I think it has to do with all of the stories um, or just all the things that we've learned over the past couple of years. Uh, I think the, the number one thing or one of the many things is the uh, integration of our faith and leading them, leading the girls in uh, the journey to Christ and what that looks like. And we know certainly that there are schools out there that are faith-based and, um, certainly looked into that as private schools, but I, I feel like you get full control. And I think that's a big thing with homeschooling and probably encom encompasses everything that we've thought about with homeschooling is that we have control over the environment. We have control over what they learn both from- I thought we were recovering control freaks. That's true. This doesn't really sound good for that, but control in a good way. We're wrapping them in- <laughs> No, like some things you should try to control. Like yes. your children that God entrusted you to bring up in the right way. You gotta, gotta control them. Yes, exactly. So <laughs> I think faith something that is within our control. So yeah, and I, I, I think it's good to have the center of faith as the the main goal. But yeah. then also, I think what's exciting for us is the opportunity to to do things outside of your strict eight hours sitting in a classroom. Like you can go out and learn new things and experience them and touch the grass you're learning about or whatever it is and mm -hmm. go experience. So like for me, that's something that's very exciting that we get to do. And also I think a huge thing is the ability to spend more time with the kids. You know, I, I, obviously that's a, it's also a huge burden to do as well. Massive burden, but at the same time, you do get that time to spend with them. And uh, I know it would be hard to send them off to school some days, but most days probably. Um, yeah. but I think those are some of the top reasons. What else am I forgetting? Yeah. I mean, you know, like I love to give the full background story. So when Avery was born, I mean, we used to drive by what would be her elementary school and I would like literally cry. Like I was just <laughs> so from the moment she was born, like thinking about sending her off to kindergarten was just like, I just couldn't fathom it. But at the same time, I couldn't fathom homeschool either, you know? So it was kind of just like, well, just like you know when you have a newborn five years old seems far away like that seems like we got plenty of time <laughs> now we're here and now we're here but also i don't know if this is like a topic that gets banned i don't you don't hear as much talk about this but when we were in college i don't know the exact timeline but if you remember, like, pre all the COVID stuff, like, what used to be just, like, constantly happening and now it's kind of started back up again is all the school shootings. And it seemed like just all the time in the news you were hearing about another school shooting. And I remember there was Sandy Hook was a kindergarten class. And, like, I don't know. Those are just things that never left me once I mm -hmm. heard about them. And, like, I was so afraid of just the thought of like that loss of control of like you're sending your child somewhere for the majority of their day and you're not there and you have no idea what's going to happen and that was very scary to me so that was kind of like when I first and it was kind of a joke that I would say like well I'm just gonna have to homeschool but I guess here you know are. here we are so that was like the first inkling of homeschool in my mind 
And then obviously all the pandemic stuff happened and just the world that I entered into of more naturally minded people and, you know, all this stuff. A lot of them were homeschoolers or talked about homeschooling. And so that was when I started to learn more about it and like learn the different philosophies and the different like styles of homeschooling and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, like I could totally do that. Like that's easy. And like I already, we never sent our kids to daycare. Like I never wanted to send our kids to daycare. That's why I became a stay at home mom. And so it's just like a continuation of that. Um, and me being the way that I am, I just dive in and I just like learn everything that there is to learn. And then, you know, I go from there. So, <laughs> and then we got to call it out too. I think when the, you know, the past two years with all the craziness and the wokeness and the yeah. indoctrination of the children in the schools with the woke ideology and just the horrifyingness that is coming out of that. And even in here in Florida, like, yeah. I mean, thank God we are in Florida. Well, we but, are in Florida, which is a conservative state, but we are not in a conservative area. We're in an extremely liberal area. And we saw during COVID, like our county directly defy the governor's orders. And so that was kind of just like another thing that solidified, like, yeah, there, there's only so much that can be done. And so like, let's take it into our own hands and... Yeah, exactly. And within, as we learn about stuff too, like the information that's taught, even in the books, like history books and stuff, there's a ton of history that we don't learn. Like shout out to Chris Ann Hall. <laughs> uh, yeah. She's a conservative uh, lawyer, lawyer, right? It's a she's constitutional not, lawyer. I mean, she is a conservative. Sorry, constitutional but like, lawyer. Yeah, she's, yeah. Um, facts-based. A facts-based. And like, <laughs> We went to one of her uh, seminars or whatever and just learned, I mean, it was only like two hours, but we learned a ton of stuff. And like, real history that's never taught to us. Well, and she also told us that constitutional law, like if you go to college to become like a constitutional lawyer, it's not, they don't even teach the constitution properly, like for the constitutional lawyers. So that's not it, shocking. Yeah. Based off it's of everything not we've shocking, <laughs> but it's just like, it's not only in college, you hear so much about the woke colleges and all this coming out, but like it's not just the colleges, guys. It's it's the public school system. And it's if you go deep into the history and the foundation of public school, it's not good, guys. Like they they don't want people to be truly educated. That's why, like, look around in society, the number of critical thinkers is a small number, and that's by design. Like that's exactly what they want. And people don't want to believe it, but like, just look up, look into it. Look you got to look it John up. John D. Rockefeller, like look it up. Yeah. You got to, you got to dig. And that's the other thing too. You, you know, we talk about being control freaks here and having control over our kids and all this, but it all goes back to what, what does the government want? It wants control over the people. Cause if it can control you, it can do whatever Yeah, they can do whatever you want. So like, you know, there's a lot of information about there and this is not just conspiracy theory. It just, common sense once you start looking into it that like if they can divide the family unit which the family unit a strong family unit built around christ is freedom that's truth freedom the way we're supposed to live mm -hmm. if they can rip that apart that gives them more control i would firmly believe there's some malice in there and definitely evil in the world but at the end of the day there's there's just an also like a financial benefit all that to like rip us away from the family unit um to have more control and that's why they started with weakening men and trying to say that you know strong men are bad and all this stuff and like 
bringing up the woman and basically saying like feminism and the woman should be at work and like yeah it just all plays into that and then you send the children off and of course they have this nice name of like public school or the public education system it's government school i mean that's literally what it is it's government school so if if you think of it as government school then maybe that kind of like makes you think of it a little bit differently than just oh public you know public school private school homeschool just pick pick the one that fits you best and it's like well let's just call it what it is which is government school yeah and to be completely fair like this is not uh jab at teachers like no we know we and have love many teachers, teachers. <laughs> exactly yeah and there are great people who teach great things there's so many great teachers out there but the greatest teacher in the world is still upper bound by the system just like in healthcare, there are great doctors with great intentions and great morals. Their upper bound is the system. It's a corrupt, broken system. And the best person in it is held back by that. So, yeah, it's it, again, just like with everything, like obviously we're not <laughs> trying to like shame people or judge people. It's just a fact of the matter of how we feel and like what we've seen and heard and like from literally neighbors that live in this area of things coming out of the different books that are in the school the different assignments that are in the schools the way they try to oust the parents from the schools like obviously that's all like outside of even everything that happened with masks and jabs and all that stuff like they they don't want parents involved at the core of it i mean that's they just don't. the facts and i feel like a lot of people default to like well i went through public school and turned out fine so like what's wrong with that and like we did too mm -hmm. but here we are like as, as you start diving into it and actually look into it and again we started all of this podcasting around like if anything gets through is just like ask why and just be open-minded to start looking into things yeah yeah and i will say too like when we first were like oh my gosh are we like we definitely can't send our kids to public school we did look into you know private schools christian schools and just financially it's not you know like could we potentially somehow make it possible maybe but why would why, like why would we then would that mean that i'm then going back to work like what would i do <laughs> if my kids we're in school. I just don't even know what I would do. Like, of well, course, in the beginning, like, it'd be great. I'd do, like, whatever I want. Like, I crave those times and those days. But, like, we're talking about how many years? Are you in 12 years, 13 years of school? Like, what would I do? I would be working in some form trying to make money to pay for the school. So it's like, why don't I just be the school? <laughs> 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 well yeah exactly and i think it also just offers a unique freedom too like and i don't think we're we haven't experienced that true freedom yet because you still work well i still work but also like our kids are younger so that we're not going through like can only vacation during the you know the holiday season or spring break oh, or all yeah. that like we knew what that was like growing up as kids and we can see others around us having to deal with that but we're not quite in that season yet, but we will as we continue homeschooling. We have that freedom. So, like, it's easier for us to. But even if we were, like, when they're in pre K and stuff, like, they can't just miss all the time. True. Like, they That's have true. rules. So, That's true. 
it kind of, they get their claws in you early on for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that was a heck of a first question. And, uh, <laughs> only a 20 minute answer, but I know I, I promise I, we won't spend 20 minutes on every question. I heard a lot of but good, maybe feed- we will. I heard a lot of feedback from listeners that they like us going deeper into things and calling out stuff. So here we are. We're, we're laying it out. There. I mean, we're not going surface level. Yeah. That's literally why we started the podcast. If you want the surface level answers, just follow me on Instagram because that's like what I've been. That's what I do. That's what I've been doing. And that's why I was like craving something where we could talk more deeply. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Question number two. Okay. So the next question is how long do you plan to homeschool? How long do you plan to homeschool? I, I should give you the questions. Yeah. Give me the questions. <laughs> well, I'm kind of changing the order now. So I'll okay. stay in control. <laughs> I try guys. I really try. Okay. <laughs> I do. So I, my answer to that question, which is like the question that everyone asks is like, it's year by year. I mean, we haven't even technically started yet, but there's such, I mean, that's such, not fair to say. For you, well, no, like we've totally started, but I'm just saying Avery's not even in kindergarten yet, but yes. people ask like, that's, that's the other thing. It drives me insane that like people think it's weird to see a four or five year old out during the week with their mother. Like What? <laughs> like that's just how normalized it's, it breaks my heart like and i'm again like i'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings but, like it breaks my heart that what's normal in our society is by the time you have a four-year-old they're expected to be in school i mean sad. we we go to the park and stuff and like there are not there's like toddler like two-year-olds and under mostly majority if we happen to run into some older kids it's like rare and you homeschool? Like, I homeschool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> friends. I want to be friends. Yeah. Pretty much. That's how it works. But it's just like, that's horrible. Like, that's horrible. What's wrong with our society? That's terrible. It is. But that's what we've told has been right. And that's what everyone believes. So, yeah. I mean, we're literally, man, we are really going off course here. But we're literally brainwashed to think that, like, our child is better off with somebody else for the majority of their day like what like just like think about that for a second like no a child should be with their mother or father or ideally both like which hopefully someday we get to that point but where god gave us our children like he he gave you your children you're the best person for your child to be with and like it's society that makes you feel like you go crazy with your kids and like, don't get me wrong. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> but like the, the idea that you're better off, like your kids drive you crazy. So you should send them away to be with someone else and for them to just run around with other kids their age all day. And that's what the experts tell you is best for them. No, no. <laughs> why, why? Why are you going to trust the experts on this topic when you don't trust them on any other topic? Well, yeah. Very like true. we're not, but I know a lot of people. So I'm just saying. And it, it, it also goes back to like what we've said before too about like choosing your hard. Like the no way is this easy. Not only from the fact of like performing <laughs> the task of homeschooling, but also like being a homeschool mom and like having that like, oh, you homeschool. Like I feel like, and you can correct me, but like it's becoming a little more 
common than it has in the past. Yeah, it's growing. It's growing. Yeah, maybe exponentially. But I'm sure that's a part of it too. Like, and that might be one of your questions. Like, how do you handle those conversations or people? I guess judgment or do you have people who judge you or you feel that way when people ask you about homeschooling or I do feel the judgment but it's like are people really being judgy or are we just kind of told that like people are being judgy when they ask you about homeschool or they ask questions like I think most people just still the majority of people they don't know much about homeschooling like they just don't and so I try not to take offense to it and at at first I was kind of like not confident in saying that we were homeschooling because it was just like she was four like and I still like that's what I'm saying like she's not even in kindergarten so I feel weird to say that we're homeschooling but that's what people want to hear you know they want an answer as to why your your child who looks like old enough to be in school is not in school and so it's like yeah we we homeschool and I mean I've never gotten any like rude comments but the main comment is just you know about socialization like it's sickening how quickly that comes out of people's mouths like clockwork like it's almost clockwork like, it's just like it's oh my god effective. oh wait that's another topic which <laughs> is like don't worry like we we've got it covered that can be a different question the yes. question we were on was how long do you plan to homeschool and my answer is it's year by year i'm not committing to k through 12 right now i'm gonna do kindergarten see how that goes and then with the next kid we'll do kindergarten and see how that goes because already there have been days where i'm like like with georgia like i i don't know if i can homeschool her but then like this week we kind of turned a corner and i was like kind of like blown away like who is this kid like she's literally sitting down and asking to do worksheets and like coloring in the lines and tracing lines and you know, and just like, okay, okay, like maybe I can do it. So she totally can do it. No, I know I can do it, but you just, you have those moments. And like you said, it's choose your hard. Like I can literally not imagine being separated from them. Like I cannot imagine dropping them off somewhere and like leaving for the rest of the day. Yeah. That's so, mine. Yeah. and just even the chaos that ensues of you have to get them out of bed early. I mean, I'd have to get myself out of bed way earlier than I do and get that, myself ready. That, that alone. That alone is <laughs> the weight. That's to, why I'm homeschooling, homeschool. guys. <laughs> we'll rewind to that first question. Why are you homeschooling so I can sleep in yeah. a little bit? <laughs> but just seriously, like just that hamster wheel that you're on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I have well, no I desire to do that. Yeah, absolutely. All right. What's next? How do you know what to teach? Do you want me to ask you? promise myself how do i know what to teach (laughs) no i will say that that's something that we have discussed and i feel like we're still working on it is having more involvement from him in our homeschool and like providing more of an opinion on what we should be teaching them and like what your vision for the homeschool is and not just like me, just totally handling it. Yeah, and that's fair. And I think that's goes back to the family unit and being involved and making decisions and helping to lead the family. And I think I certainly lean on you for some of the expertise and research that you've done related to homeschooling. And there's different curriculums and stuff out there. I think that yeah, goes I don't along expect you to come of, up and say like this is the curriculum we should do. But I mean, like yeah, 
what what do you envision for them like do you want them to know how to be able to cook meals on their own or to yeah that's what i was gonna build say a birdhouse on their own you know like those different skills because that's yeah a, that's a different question we can get to on just like our philosophy but yeah i think i was gonna say is like i think the montessori type schooling is helpful and a great way to go because it's more hands-on they learn kind of real life situational things um and, and and i feel like just the way we are we tend to when we teach things we explain stuff so like if we're going to cook something or if we're going to build something like we're going to explain like this is what a screw is and like this is how it works and this is what it does and um i think it also helpful our children are pretty intuitive or uh, inquisitive curious uh, curious about like the things that we're doing so i think it's the important thing for me is fostering that and like it's not what is it like self-guided uh something about like self-guided learning but like like some of it is like self-guided like what are they interested in and like following, following their, their lead yeah, yeah especially at a young age like i feel like it's not as critical to memorize certain things and and all of that um i think it's more important to have more of those life those life skills and i think as they continue to grow we'll again take it year by year and see you know we can think ahead and plan what that looks like but mm -hmm. I would certainly love to be more involved in thinking about building stuff. And I mean, the things I learned growing up um, would love to incorporate that incorporate that into to their learning. Yeah. So and then even events and stuff as we go out on the weekends. I think that's the other thing with homeschooling is like if it's part of your life, it's just part of your life. Like it doesn't yeah. have to be like, oh, today we have to sit down and do school. Like we could go on Saturday and we could go to SeaWorld and we could start talking about seals or learning like, you know. Yeah, it's so easy at this age because, like, they literally know nothing. So every single thing is a learning opportunity. And, like, I don't have, like, a formal decision made on this because I think, once again, it's just kind of you see how it goes over the years. But my philosophy so far has just been, like, we're not having, like, we're not following the public school schedule. School is every day of the year, 365, you know, and, like, not to say that we're going to sit down and do curriculum workbooks every single day like we certainly keep that to during the week and it's not even five days a week at this point for a four and five you know, now she's five but she was four um but like i'm you don't need to take a summer break like they just need to just they're it's every day is learning yeah. and there's certain times where we sit down and do something but the learning doesn't end when we leave the desk you know like their whole day is learning opportunity. And I think with that too is like also like if we want to take a break from school or, or like from school or not do something for a day or two or whatever, like it allows that flexibility because we're just learning all the time. Like mm -hmm. it's less rigid, I guess. Yeah, we're kind of talking about it right now. So we can just kind of go more into like the philosophy that we plan to follow is more of an unschooling or de-schooled structure where, but not, not, Totally. For those who know what the terms mean, like definitely not totally. I don't know if there's a name for what we're doing, but I I love having curriculums to follow for the core subjects of like right now, just language arts and math. For everything else, I like more like unit study style. I like just learning through play, learning through life, like loading and unloading the dishwasher. Like that doesn't seem like something that it's certainly not something they would learn in school, but it is a valuable life skill that, you know, I'm sure 
there are many a multitude of things they learn during that process like spatial you know awareness and problem solving critical thinking like that kind of stuff teamwork yeah all of that so that's kind of the the philosophy that we follow and i think a lot of people i think a lot of people struggle with the idea of confusing homeschool with school at home like that's a if great you point. just want to have school at home where you're working with the kids on all these subjects from you know eight to three or whatever it is like that's gonna be a disaster that is just that is not gonna go well I mean, maybe there's somebody out there doing that and it goes well, but I can't imagine that that goes well. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's just not necessary. Like, it's just not necessary. I mean, the things that my five-year-old has been able to learn in less, like one hour or less a day is more than most kids are learning in like kindergarten and possibly first grade too. <laughs> so. Yeah. So with that, like how much time would you say you're spending for people who are new to homeschool, like I think if I was new to homeschooling, like I think I would think about it. What you said, like schooling at home, is like come what comes to mind. Yeah. So like, walk us through a normal day, or like what is homeschooling for a five year old, and how do you think that's going to change over time? I mean, you can see a lot of different opinions. So like, true unschooling would be no sitting at a desk at all, no okay. curriculum, nothing structured whatsoever. But I, I don't believe in that. I, I want them to have <laughs> some sort of a structure. So I do have like little desks for them. Mostly we got those because they just love doing crafts and stuff too. And then also with the idea of homeschooling. But some people will even, they're like anti-desk, you know, like it should be at the kitchen table or it can be on the floor, on the couch, wherever. I like a desk. My kids like a desk. So that's the other thing with homeschooling. Like just do what works for you. Like who the heck cares what other people are doing like if it's working for you then just go with it but so we'll eat breakfast and then we'll usually do it right after breakfast like the more structured part of the day so for the most part what we would do is like our curriculum book one language arts lesson which i use the good and the beautiful for those who know what that is one language arts lesson one math lesson and then that that's really it for the schooling so an hour or less depending on the length of the lessons that day so then sometimes depending like if it's a really short language arts lesson then I would have her read to me you know a couple books that came with the curriculum and then sometimes I have kind of a unit study going which is what we have right now which is like all the subjects are being learned under the like umbrella of one topic so we did in the past like weather and so i printed out tons of different worksheets and got a ton of different library books about weather and so every day we would just learn about one type of weather or one type of cloud or whatever and so there would be crafts that they could do and you know at this age it's just so fun yeah but like right now we just started a charlotte's web unit study and so we're, I'm, it's my first kind of read aloud, which is a big thing in homeschool, like where the mom reads aloud to the children. Okay. And so I'm, you know, like it's reading something that they couldn't read themselves, obviously. So I'm reading Charlotte's Web to them. And then I purchased a curriculum of sorts to go with it, a unit study. And so there's like more math related worksheets and more language arts related worksheets. And then just like some 
more fun related worksheets so and handwriting worksheets and so like all the subjects but they're all related to charlotte's web yep so all that to say you know most of their day is just being kids and like playing but they're socializing with each other or we go to the park or avery's in her dance class or you know we're running errands or it's just it's life and they just learn through it all we do a lot of field trips luckily we live and have access to SeaWorld and disney and all that and there's so many learning opportunities there so i think you touched on it and i know it's a big one about the socialization so how do you think about that or handle that with our kids and kind of the homeschool group in general it's definitely something that is obviously like top of mind because you if you're homeschooling you do have to put in more effort to achieve socialization if you want socialization with kids, they get tons of adult, just the natural life socialization, people at the store, you know, whatever. Um, for me, like my philosophy on it right now is that they don't need other kids, you know, they don't need to be learning anything from other kids at this point. They're so young. They're still in their formative years, like up through age five. It's like those truly, truly, truly formative years. It, that needs to 100% be coming from me and you and our close family and friends. Like, I don't believe that there are other five and under year olds that can benefit, you know, their development, their growth and development. But yeah. at the same time, like Avery's in a dance class, which is with other homeschooled kids. So she has, I don't know, there's like 10 friends now out of that. We go to the park with friends, we go to the library, we, you know, schedule play dates with our friends, you know. So I I don't feel like I mean when our kids go out and like see other kids like they they're fine with kids they know. Like we we were out at a park the other weekend and this little girl like came up and wanted to play with them and they were a little more shy. But to me, some people would see them and be like, oh, they're homeschooled. Like, they don't know how to act. I was that way. I wasn't comfortable with strangers. Like, True. And That's I was, I was in preschool, you know, I was since I was like six weeks old and I was <laughs> with other kids. And so, like, it doesn't have anything to do with being homeschooled. It has to do with personalities. My kids can play endlessly with kids that they know and are comfortable with. But, like, a random girl at the park coming up to them makes them you know, they're a little standoffish. They're not the personalities that just, you know, can talk a mile a minute to anybody. And we aren't either. Yeah. I was like if say, somebody comes up to me at the park, I'm not just. Tree. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> there's different personalities. It has nothing to do with the fact that they're homeschooled. That's a great perspective. But when people say that to me, I, I don't really have like a canned answer. Just mostly like smile and nod because it just, if people say that to me, I know that they just know nothing about homeschool. Well, that's the thing too. Like how often is that used as the, it's the narrative that's pushed and the like, oh, that's that. And they move on and that's like the barrier to entry. And that's like, I don't want to screw my kids up because they're not going to be able to talk with other kids. Yeah. Like what would you say to other moms that are thinking about that? Like, Anything just, additional? It's, it's what you're BS. Saying? I mean, it's just not true. Like it just doesn't even make sense if you think about it for two seconds like nobody that i know of that homeschools is sitting in their house 
all day, every day. Like we're out, we're doing stuff, we're seeing people, we're going places. Like, and also we have our church too. So like Avery goes to Sunday school at church, and that's you know I don't even know who she knows from that. Yeah. <laughs> so many people, but she knows more people at church than we do. True, very true. <laughs> but um, oh, I was gonna also say like someday I do plan for us to join a co-op or create our own co-op of some sort like have more of a structured thing because I I do think there is value in having close friendships you know I mean I had my friends from elementary school my whole life you know through college literally and I I absolutely see the value in that but I'm saying for a five-year-old and under I'm not worried about socialization like that is not my number one priority yeah and I think that's where too like because we had both so many experiences in, in school coming from our high school experiences with band and orchestra and all that like I think that's a fair thing like we don't want our kids to miss out on and as we think about like for those who are not new like those who are new to homeschooling what is a co-op like how do you go about getting involved with that like what does this like homeschool community look like? Like if I'm with someone new and want to get involved with this, yeah, like, so am I all alone or <laughs> A co-op is basically, uh, there, there's so many different types. That's why it's like hard to answer, but it's basically a school for homeschooled kids or it's a group that you, there's less structured ones and more structured ones. So there's some where you literally drop the kids off and they go to classes all day and then you pick them up at the end. And then there's other ones where it's more just like, home-based and you're just getting together at a regularly scheduled time like I have one friend who does it uh she doesn't live here but she has I think a weekly co-op and like the moms rotate kind of coming up with the activity and these are young kids so it's like <laughs> easy crafts stuff like that so as as they get older like looking for something more structured where they can do like different things is is something I definitely want to do well, that first one you described of like dropping your kids off and having them teach, the idea with that is it is that is that other parents teaching out of that drop off or is that like there, just I a mean, school for home homeschool kids just like once a week or whatever? Yeah, I mean, there's literally every combination Type. and variation out there. So both, I mean, yeah, it's just not like an everyday. Choose. No, like it's not going to be school. every day. I mean, it sounds like school. There's so much as to like one of the Christian schools that we looked into. They have a homeschool program where it's three days a week at school two days a week at home. I wouldn't call that a co-op. I don't know what I would call that. Yeah. Part-time? <laughs> yeah, like part-time part school. school. <laughs> that is not my flow. And even like extracurricular activities, my philosophy right now is like less. Like my, like I said in episode one, my word of the year is less. Less, why, why, why? <laughs> why do these little tiny kids need to be in organized sports? And so the parents can run around and be so stressed out and every weekend's consumed by practice and you're trying to have you end up having dinner at 8 p.m because you have to take the kids to practice and run around and you're the snack mom and you're the, like literally why what is that what is that doing for your child i mean i firmly believe every parent knows what's best for their child so if if you're into the sports world then like that's what's best for your family i'm just saying if you're someone like me and you kind of like feel that pressure of like, should my kids be involved in more? Push that away. Like, no, your kids, your toddlers do not need to be so overly involved in everything. Like it's, it's okay. 
And I think the, the antithesis to that is like, we want them to try new things, right? So like if we do dance for a year, like that's great. Maybe Avery wants to try something different other than dance, like and do gymnastics for a year or something like that. Like yeah. encouraging them to try new things and get involved in different things. It's just not doing so much all at once. So I think then the next question I want to ask is going back a little bit towards, you know, we talk about curriculum and all of this and obviously getting away from government control and all that. But like, how much is the government involved in this? And like, how do you get it? Can you get away from the government in your business? And what do you have to go through to, to really have that freedom? Yeah, unfortunately, they want to dip their grimy hands into everything. But um, it's different state by state. So you really have to look into your specific state laws and see some states are more homeschool friendly than others. So it really varies by state. And there's this organization called HSLDA, Homeschool Legal Defense Association. And they have all of the information for every state. And I think they actually have like a membership that you can join. And then you're kind of like paying a small fee to have access to their legal team. Should anything arise, you can just it's kind of like having them on retainer i guess but it's it's affordable um so someday you know maybe we will do that we'll yeah. see florida's a homeschool friendly state so there are multiple options and ways to go about it so i'll just speak briefly to florida so one you can register with the county as a homeschooler and then you just have to do a yearly i think it's yearly evaluation um where you just hire kind of a third party it's not tied into the the government to third party person to come in and do the evaluation of your kids, which from what I hear is just like talking to them about what they learned. Um, and they're just looking for like growth from year to year. They're not really looking for like any specific standards or anything like that. Um, so then you just submit that to the state. There are also things that I don't see people talking about much. So the state must not really do anything with it, but like you technically are supposed to keep the past two years worth of work on hand, like keep a mm -hmm. file. Should they, I guess, want to investigate you? you, audit you? Yeah. I haven't heard anyone like personally that has talked about that, but I read That's about it. It's just like work and stuff. You have to keep a two-year yeah. record of lawyer stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the other <laughs> way... <laughs> lawyer stuff. The other way is to do an umbrella school, which is where you join a school. And so you're technically more like a private school student. It's like a shell school. Yeah, it's like right. a shell school. Well, there's different levels, just like with sure. everything from, you know, just simply having them and they like keep track of attendance and that's it to they do have certain requirements you have to meet, like all this different stuff. Um, I, th I thought there were three options, but that's all I can think of. So anyways, it differs by state. There's a lot of different things that you can do. And I'm sure there's a million Facebook groups. So just like go on Facebook and type whatever state or county or city you live in and homeschool and you'll find a million. I guess long story short, don't let it be a barrier to entry. Like, yeah, it's no. nothing to be afraid of. It's nothing to be and even in Florida, with. like there's laws coming and popping out of the woodwork that they're trying to get passed to get more claws into the homeschoolers. And that's just going to increase, I would imagine, as homeschool becomes more popular. There were like 4 million new homeschoolers this past year. 
government's uh, not going to like that. Yeah, you'll see course. this whole this whole story we talked about about control and like you're going to see stuff popping up about them trying to restrict that. Yeah, because they get money for every kid that's in public school. So for every kid that's not in public school, they're not getting their money and they don't like that. So they're going to come for homeschooling. But ultimately, like until they get to the point of just outright outlawing homeschooling like it's always going to be the better option to have your kids in your house with you even if they're telling you you have to teach this like yeah you're gonna do you but yeah i mean and uh, don't sit around and think like oh that's never gonna happen here there are other countries like i forget if it's germany or france but like you cannot homeschool it's illegal that's wild like that pisses me off the thought of like the a government thinks that the human being that came out of my body is for them to say what i do with it oh heck no well that's why america built on freedoms the first first amendment and then we have the second amendment to protect the, the first amendment. protect the first amendment and all those other countries took all the guns so that's a whole nother topic. But yeah, my range day shirt, which we can't see it or not. And there's also interesting, there's like another, there's an organization I can't, that's off the top of my head because it's late. But like, same thing. There's like a, a concealed weapons group that you have legal access to. Same thing. Like, if you get in a situation where you have to defend yourself, like you can call them and you have their their lawyers on retainer yeah. and stuff. Um, and it's ridiculous that these things even need to exist. Yes. Agreed. But yeah, that is scary. And I don't think people know that. Like a lot of people talk about, oh, Europe is great with this and that and all that. But like, hello, no freedoms. <laughs> yeah. You think lockdown was bad in America? Look at literally everywhere else in the world. Australia was the one that like mind boggling to me. All right. So we covered a lot with homeschooling. Is there any other big questions that we got to cover? And if you have any questions, like feel free to DM us or put us in the, any the comment sections or whatever. Um, we'll happy to answer that. Yeah, the other one, I mean, we kind of touched on it a little, but somebody had asked, how do you handle just being with your kids 24-7? And, like, it's a lot. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, and I'm not in it totally alone. Like, I have a lot of help from my mom. So, I, you know, I can't speak for every single situation. That's why I said, like, you're the parent of your kids, and you're going to make the right choice for them. I think there's just so, I mean, this is another one that could have a long answer, but I think people think that like, oh, well, if you're willing to homeschool your kids, your kids must be really easy or <laughs> really well behaved or not hyperactive or whatever. And it's like, Food. no, well, yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, I do think my kids are awesome. And I think it's because that they, they have been with me and home and like not influenced by outside sources if, <laughs> if they are better that's why but like no like my kids drive me insane is there a mother on this planet who can't say that <laughs> if there is then like what's the secret sauce like and i think it just goes again to faith like everything goes back to faith like i turn to god for my strength and like does that mean i don't break down crying no does that mean I don't call him in the evenings? Like, when are you getting home? No. But, like, it's the belief that I can do this and, like, I, there are better days ahead. And, you know, even now, like, Georgia is going to be three in May and I'm seeing that turn from, like, yeah. the two and a half stage, which is, like, a really hard stage, even with Avery. I remember, like, whoa, two and a half's nuts. Whoa. And like now getting closer to three 
it's like 50 50 nuts and good <laughs> it's all good but it's like hard really hard sometimes so yeah well it's not like our kids just are little robots that sit and do exactly as we say like we it's a lot of training it's a lot of patience and god knows i am not a patient person Yes. He hears me he asking knows. for patience multiple <laughs> times a day out loud in front of my kids. God, please give me patience right now because I cannot do this. Like my kids have heard me say that. Yes. Like I'm, I want them to know that that's who I'm turning to for my strength. You just do the next right thing. Like <laughs> To quote our favorite movie, Frozen 2. <laughs> but it's true. Say, like you, you, you have to take the day like minute by minute. I was going to say you reap what you sow too like yeah they're we're putting in the hard time now and we believe and fully believe that you know this will come back to us and help us in the future with our relationships with our girls and um and all of that in the future so yep i think that anybody who wants to homeschool can do it i think there's so many people out there who say i can't do it you you can you just have to believe that yourself. Like nobody's coming to save you. Certainly no one's coming to like convince you to homeschool. I mean, it's obviously the more off the beaten path choice. There's a lot of roadblocks you could say, but like it's really not that hard. Once you just commit to it, believe in yourself, you got this, your kids got this. It's easy and our kids never get sick. So that's the other benefit. Very true. <laughs> very, very true. All right. So that was a lot on homeschooling. Uh, we hope it was helpful. Um, again, if you have any questions or you need community or just reaching out to people, like please feel free to do that. We're happy to talk with you. Comment down below, like this episode. Um, and we're just so thankful for you all listening. Yeah, we're obviously very new at this. So like I'm not coming from this as a place of like thinking I'm some sort of expert, but I have done a lot of research. And so I feel like I've looked at a lot of others who have gone before me and I read a lot of books and listen to a lot of podcasts and try to gain all the wisdom that I can. So I can't obviously advise on any any point <laughs> kindergarten or, or after but for most of the people that follow me I think have kids the same ages as our kids so for those of you who are in this stage of like it's kind of decision time right like you absolutely can do it if I can do it you can do it there's nothing special about me like in terms of homeschooling like there's literally no reason that I should be homeschooling you know, like nothing that's like, oh, yeah, she's going to be a homeschool mom. Like, yeah. no, there's nothing like you can do it. Trust me. Absolutely. So we'll see you guys next time. Bye.